What's up, listeners? Episode two coming your way. Today, we've got some fun things on the docket for you here on Ramblings with Chris. We've got uh, a little bit of talk about the number one team in the AFC right now. That's right, the Kansas City Chiefs vying for an AFC championship against the disastrously hated New England Patriots and Tom Brady and little Bill Belichick. That's right. Looking for that big dub this weekend, head to the Super Bowl. Uh, also, a little bit of a shameless plug here before we get going. Last week, the SEEK Conference finished up in Indianapolis, Indiana. The SEEK Conference is a, a conference put on by Focus um, every other year. And in between those years, they have Student Leadership Summit. But anyway, at the SEEK Conference, it's 20,000 young people, college kids. They gather for five days. They have mass every day. They hear dynamic speakers about the faith. They get to experience different religious lives and priests and different service organizations. But most of all, they get to, get to be living in a community of faith that is so beautiful. And so that being said, we can partake in that journey with them as well because all of the talks that were given at Seek, and there's a ton, were recorded and are on YouTube. So if you go to YouTube, you type in Seek 2019 all the talks will be there. I particularly recommend the talk by Father Mike Schmitz on the Mass. Super great, super beautiful. You'll never, ever, ever view the Mass the same again after listening to it. And then another one, I highly recommend Curtis Martin, founder and CEO of Focus, incredible speaker. Anything he has to say is pure, holy Catholic gold. Take a look, check him out. I encourage it. So, Today's episode, we're going to talk about the purpose of our faith, more therapeutic deism or authentic faith or versus authentic faith and what it means to have that kind of faith. And so let's dig in and uh, I hope you guys enjoyed today's uh, second episode of Ramblings with Chris. No, here we go. Let's ramble on. Okay, so like I said, today's episode is about moral therapeutic deism versus having an authentic, real, tangible faith. Okay, so let's do some definition here. Okay, let's do some defining. Moral therapeutic deism is is written widely about in a lot of circles, uh, but in most particularly by a man named uh, Christian Smith, formerly of the University of North Carolina at Chapel Hill, now is at Notre Dame. And he talks about more therapeutic deism as being something that is faith based off of a feeling you get. Faith based off of you go to church, there's high energy worship, or there's something that a preacher says, or something in your community that just gives you this good feeling about yourself that makes you feel on top of the world. Okay? But that's it. So what's the depth to it? Where's the depth to a faith like that? Because if your feeling goes away, which I mean, in in our hum, humanness, our, our, our feelings, they come and go. Sometimes I uh, don't feel like getting out of my bed in the morning, but I do. Why? Because I have a duty and an obligation to get up, to go to my work, to go to my, my job, to love my wife, to serve my wife. Even if I don't feel like doing those things, I, I, I have to. 
Why? Because that is where God has placed me right now. And that is exactly what I'm supposed to be doing. Which moral therapeutic deism fits in very perfectly with our postmodern culture, the culture of the feel-good, our hookup culture, right? Our culture of relativism, which, well, I feel good, so I'm going to do this. Or I love, I love, I love going out and having a great time with my friends and then waking up the next day with a throbbing headache because I had too much fun, right? Or whatever's true for you isn't necessarily true for me. That belief that people say that is based off of feelings, nothing true, nothing nothing authentic or concrete. There's nothing objective with moral therapeutic deism. Why? Because it's all based off of feelings. Which, look, don't get me wrong. God can call you through your feelings. God can bring you closer to him through what you feel and the movements of your heart, which is uh, is fine and it's good as long as you take with the feelings that you have and relate them to God and realize that there's something more than feelings to this. There's something more than a feeling deep down inside the root of Christianity. Okay? On the other hand, we have authentic faith. Okay? A faith that is often, if related related to Christ, described as something that is a beautiful, joyful act of sacrifice. Okay? So if you look at the root of religion, the very root of religion, the very core of religion is worship. And so we go to worship our God. We go to worship him every single Sunday. We pray to him every single day, and we are in relationship with him every single day out of a necessity for him to sustain us, out of, out of worship, okay? And the heart of worship is sacrifice. The heart of worship is giving of yourself, is giving, is giving. It's not receiving, okay? God's going to give us whatever we need. But in order to fully receive that, we must give. We must give ourselves fully to him. We have to give ourselves to him through the goodness, through the good feelings, through the bad feelings, through the suffering, through the joy, through the anguish, through any kind of pain. We can't just abandon him in those moments. And that's what moral therapeutic deism basically talks about how if you feel good, of course, you're going to worship him. If you feel good, of course, you're going to want to go to church. If you feel good, you're going to pray every day. But what happens when that's gone, right? What happens when that feeling is gone? When, what, is gone? Whatever, what happens when you don't feel God close to you? Because that does happen in our lives. We know he's there. We know he's close, but we don't always feel him. It's a dichotomy of faith that we all, as human beings, struggle with because of our, our, our nature and because of our original sin. And so, as we embrace the ins and outs of this life, as we embrace the, the sufferings, as we embrace the joys, and relate them all to Jesus through sacrifice, because of our worship, that gives us a concrete basis to have faith. Faith is more than just a feel-good thing, right? Like I said in the last episode, Jesus didn't have to, to become man. Jesus didn't have to die on the cross. I'm sure he didn't feel like dying on the cross. 
But he knew it was a thing he ought to do. Why? Because that was an authentic sign of becoming one, becoming exactly and fully human. And he knew it's what he had to do to show us what it means to truly worship, to have true faith. And it was through his sacrifice that we have a great example of what it means to worship God, our Heavenly Father. Beautiful, beautiful, if you think about it. The greatest act of love ever, the greatest act of worship ever, was Christ's death on the cross. Father Mike Schmitz talks about, in that talk I, uh, I had briefly brought up in the introduction about the Mass, he said, he talks about how in the Mass, when we go to the altar, the greatest thing we can give Jesus, he already gave us. The Eucharist, he already gave us that. And that's the best thing that we can do as human beings to give back to him. Every single weekend, every single day in the Catholic faith. It's beautiful. It's so amazing to think about that. So to really hammer this this home, I want to tell you a quick story that I actually heard uh, from Father Mike as well, from Father Mike Schmitz as well. And so the story begins in China, where this man is... He's a, he's a calf, part of a Catholic community, an underground Catholic community. And this Chinese man loves his faith, but he has to fight for it. They have to have clandestine masses and sneak priests in and do it in people's homes because the authorities do not like the fact that they are worshiping a God, that they are not worshiping the government, right? And so one evening, they have a secret mass in this man's home. And they have people who are looking out for the authorities just in case. And all of a sudden, one of them busts through the door and says, they're coming, the police are coming, we gotta go. So they get the priest out of there. People scatter, but the, the man that hosted it in his home stayed because it's his home. And because of that, he was arrested. He was thrown in prison, a Chinese prison. And the Chinese authorities tortured him and tortured him trying to get out of him, where is the priest? But he would not give him up because he knew that the only way to truly worship God, the only way that you can have an authentic faith is through the sacraments, is through the Eucharist. And so he would not give that up out of love for Jesus, out of love for the community he was part of. And so he was tortured and tortured and finally they figured, they knew he wouldn't, give it up. And so they let him go. And so he fled to America in search of a better life. So he brought his family with him. And when he first arrived on American soil, he would go to mass every single day freely, not having to worry about the authorities finding him or not being imprisoned and questioned and tortured. And then he was here for about a year. And then he started to go every Sunday, but then like three times a week. He got a job. He started making money. Started enjoying what that money was was able to get him. And then another year came by, and then he was going to Mass like every Sunday, but once a week. And he started to accumulate wealth and accumulate all these things that helped him made, made him feel good and made him feel happy, quote-unquote happy. And then another year goes by, and he's going to Mass only on Sundays. 
just out of pure obligation because he has to go because that is what his faith says. And then eventually he quits going entirely. It's because our feel-good culture tells us that the only thing we need is ourselves and what, what makes us feel good. Our culture tells us today that we don't need a savior, that we don't need to fight every single day to have faith, to love the Lord, to have an authentic relationship with him. Our culture doesn't want us to have that in today's day and age. They want us to have all the riches. They want us to have wealth. They want us to have status. They want us to feel good in whatever way it takes. And there in turn comes more therapeutic deism, comes relativism, which is a direct attack on an authentic relationship with Jesus Christ. And so how often do we reflect in ourselves? In ourselves, are we, are we living this faith just because it feels good? Are we like that Chinese man? We put up a fight when it gets tough, but then, oh, you get what you want. Oh, great. You say these prayers when someone's in the hospital and dying, and then they don't die, and they get out of the hospital, and then, oh, fine. Phew. Thank you, God. All right, I'll see you the next time a crisis happens, right? Or do we? are we all in? Are we sold out? Are we praying and coming to know him every single day? Are we working on ourselves? Are we examining ourselves? Are we realizing that this faith is more than just a feeling? I know I'm guilty of it. It happens to me all the time. But I am always constantly reminded by the people around me, my wife, my friends, my coworkers, scripture, whatever it may be, that faith is more than just a feeling. So I encourage you guys, dig into what it means to truly worship, to know the Lord, to have that authentic relationship with Christ through sacrifice and in turn receive and give his love to all you meet. Our faith is so beautiful. It's so ancient and it's ever new. And we are at the center of something so beautiful in our church today. I believe we're staring renewal straight in the face. The Holy Spirit wishes to meet us where we're at and guide us every single day to purify ourselves, to purify us and make us like whitewashed tombs. Make us beautiful inside so we can truly give of ourselves, so we can truly sacrifice, and so we can truly one day enjoy heaven with all those who we love. So go forth, guys. Live your faith authentically. Live it strong. Live it with a reliance on Jesus. Sacrifice of yourself. I'm in this with you. Let's do this together. Let's work for the renewal of our hearts, the renewal of our minds, and in turn renew our world, renew our church, and bring all those we meet to heavenly glory. Amen? Amen.
Hey, thanks for listening to this second episode of Rambling with Chris. I hope I didn't ramble too much, but I uh, also hope that the Holy Spirit can touch you in a unique way uh, this week in, in your interactions with people at Mass, in your personal prayer. Just allow the Holy Spirit to enter your heart. He's such a beautiful gift, and we as Catholics, we as Christians, need to allow Him to transform us because... That's what happened in the Acts of the Apostles. The Holy Spirit came down and the apostles allowed him in their hearts and look what they did. They spread Christianity like wildfire. So I encourage you guys to to, to have a deeper relationship with the Holy Spirit this week. I have some good news about my podcast. I'm super stoked about it. Um, I am now available on Apple Music or excuse me, Apple Podcasts, on Spotify, of course on Anchor, on the website that is created. Um, so check them out, share it with your friends, do what you got to do. I really, really appreciate uh, getting the listens and um, I'm going to keep on doing this. I, I know that it's something that God can use and I hope it's something that God can use. And so please pray for me, pray for my wife. We've got about two and a half months left until our little creature comes, our little baby. Um, we're super excited and God is just so good. It's abundance of grace is just unthinkable. So with that being said, I hope you guys have a fantastic week, a fantastic day, and just go out there and live as disciples of Jesus Christ, okay? Y'all are the real MVPs. Uh, go Chiefs this weekend, beat the Patriots, and uh, we'll catch you later. Ramble on, friends.